podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Brennan Johnson leaving Nottingham Forest is edging ever closer. Welcome to your latest Nottingham Forest transfer news. Good morning, good evening, or good night, wherever in the world you are. Whatever time of day you're watching this, hope you're having a fantastic day. And welcome to your latest Nottingham Forest transfer news. Coming up in today's video, there's a lot to talk about. We'll give you the latest on Brennan Johnson. Will he be joining Tottenham Hotspurs? We'll be talking about a here we go as a defender is subject to medical, now a Forest player. And finally, a link to a third tier choice CDM coming from the championship and there's plenty more in between all that if you're enjoying the content please do take a quick second if you'd be so kind to hit that like button and if you're new to forest fan tv hit that subscribe button and don't forget we have an awani shirt for you given away by our good friends at football prizes there is a bank holiday monday discount on the tickets they're only three pounds 16 so hurry up and go grab those now let's jump into the news all right, guys, so Jono, who's now turning into Hendo, it feels, over this summer. And firstly, apologies for my voice, it's still not recovered. But Jono is, for me, definitely edging towards a move out of Nottingham Forest. We've told you about all the links over the summer, be it starting with Brentford, Villa, West Ham, Atletico Madrid. There's so many suitors that are interested in Jono. And we've seen offers that have come in for like 30 to 35 million from Brentford. But the Greek father has been extremely firm in his stance on this one. And Jono is not for sale for anything less than about 45 million. It's, it's quite funny and it's quite ironic that you've got Daniel Levy, the tight ass of world football, and he's coming against the immovable object that is now Maranakis. And if Mar and if Levy wants to get this deal done, he is going to have to sing to Maranakis's tune. Now, the key thing here is the Spurs manager has already greenlit the move. He has told Levy that he does want Brennan Johnson and that Levy's well, the ball's now in Levy's court to go and get this over the line. But the real question is, what does Jono want? And I think, I think personally, obviously I don't have his number, but um, reading between the lines, I think Jono is ready for a move. I think some of you guys have said that you sense it in the way he's played in the first three games, that his head has been turned a bit, that he's maybe not putting 100% effort in. I don't tend to fully agree with that. I just think this is the way he started last season and he builds up into it. Um, I think for him, the the shiny lights of London, Tottenham as well, with the stadium and the facilities they have, I think this is a move that I can see happening. Do I think it's right for his career? Not really. Um, the only way I see this working out well for him is if he displaces Kulisevsky, um, from their current roster. Do I think he's better than Kulisevsky? Yes, I do. And I do think he's got more potential to grow than him. But if we have a look at what's surrounding this deal, this is where it kind of gets a little, a little bit more worrying for me as a Forest fan, because they're talking about potentially a swap deal. We've told you guys about this before. I know a lot of you want um, Spence to be the name on the swap deal, but it's not. 
we're looking at um, Sanchez, the the, the centre-back from Spurs, being part of this deal. And I don't think Davinson Sanchez is good enough for Nottingham Forest. I don't know how he would fit in, but it's a player that Forest have been loosely linked with over the summer. So if you ask me right now, how do I think this deal will play out? Currently, I think Spurs will offer something like 40 million plus the centre-back and see if they can get that deal over the line. For me personally, I would rather take the 45 to 50 million straight up cash. It's really good for FFP. I'm hearing people saying things like Forrest aren't in, in um, having FFP issues. The real answer is we are. You don't need to be a goddamn uh, accountant to figure it out. FFP is tight. I'm not saying we're in trouble as if, as in if we don't sell Jono today, then we're going to be, you know, closing the doors tomorrow. It's not that tight but Forrest is trying to be sensible and pragmatic with the way they're doing their business this summer and uh, FFP is going to get tight and just as a quick reminder with Jono being through the academy homegrown etc everything from this deal that Forrest make would all go towards the bottom line basically he's a free in our eyes and everything on top of it is complete profit so I don't think this one's going to get done in the next day or two. I could be wrong. I do feel anytime you've got to deal with Daniel Levy is a real hard bargaining negotiation that, you know, is going to go back and forth a few times. This one, in my opinion, will probably go down to the last day or two, but I do see it happening. Now, on top of that, Chelsea have shown an interest in him before. They haven't really pushed for it. There was talks initially that Bolly was in talks of Maranakis. We don't know how true that is anymore, even though the sources on it were good. The other ones that are still trying their luck are Brentford. And apparently Brentford is still heavily interested in Jono. And I do believe that to be true because we've known that they've been chasing him ever since the championship days as well. So... Look, would he go to Brentford? Jono, if you watch this stuff, man, don't do it, man. Just don't do it. If you're going to go, go to a club that potentially could progress you further. And Spurs look like they're on the up currently. I know it's early days in the Premier League, but I've been impressed of what I've seen. The other thing to add into this is uh, Postacoglu is good mates with Maranakis. And I wouldn't be surprised. And I'm just speculating here. I'm just speculating. I wouldn't be surprised if the two of them have had a little chat about Jono and about getting this deal done. It just, it would make sense to me that that happens. Remember, he was heavily linked to Forrest um, last season after there was all the talks of Cooper going um, after the Leicester match. He was being kind of banded around as the potential replacement. So the relationship between him and Maranakis off the pitch is there. There's... Definitely get talks happening between Spurs and Forrest for it. On top of that, the other benefit for Spurs on this one is that John is a homegrown player and they've lost Harry Kane. So their quota of homegrown players has dropped by one and they need that replaced. So Spurs will have to go into the market for this. Look, the other thing I hear a lot of you guys saying is, why would he do it? He's just going to go and turn into the next Jed Spence there, bench warming and then get shipped out to France on loan. I don't think you can you can just draw those same parallels. I don't think it's fair on either Jono or Spence to do that. Each player has his own path. Each player has his own way that he's going to play and progress. And the impact of a Jono coming on 
would be a lot heavier than a Spence. Jono would be in a more attacking role. Comes on if he was to score a goal early. If he does go to Spurs, that's going to endear him to the fans. But what I will say is I don't think he will get the um, the sheer blind love that we give him from the Spurs fans. They can be quite critical there. And if he does struggle, they could turn on him quite quickly. But they do need to give him the time. And they just won't. Not the way we would. Because obviously he was born and bred with us. But yeah, expect this to start developing heavily. How do you guys feel? Would you let him go? Let me know in the comments down below. So a lot of you have been asking me about what is the latest with the Brazilian beast that is Murillo coming over from Corinthians. And I can tell you it is a here we go on it. He is a red subject to medical. He's flying in, I believe, today to come and undergo the medical. Now, let's be honest, you're not going to ship someone on a plane from Brazil on the off chance that he does a medical at Forest, he fails it and then has to ship back. So I'm pretty sure that like certain medical records would have been sent over to nothing and Forest from Corinthians. All of that would have been checked up and everything else. And I think, you know, this one is a done deal. Personal terms agreed, fees agreed with the club in and around 11 million. I expect this announcement to happen over the next few days. Who knows? Maybe he'll get to come out on the pitch um, against Burnley in the cup, give the crowd a wave, etc. We'll have to wait and see on this one. But this one I'm not worried about at all. We will, we will get um, a video together for you guys where we'll talk to our uh, our friends over in Brazil and we'll get you the lowdown on Murillo. I don't think he's a player that many of you guys would have known or heard of. Some of you may, some of you may have not, but we've got some guys lined up. So once all this is confirmed, we'll bring it to you in a video just to give you the real lowdown from the Corinthians perspective on him. So kind of watch this space and we'll get this one organized. and. And it, we need him. Let's be honest, we do need him. I think this is a really important signing. I don't think, as I was saying on Grumpy Old Reds yesterday, I don't think he's a player that you'd expect to, you know, be straight in this starting 11 and just be a foundation in there because he's still very, very young. He still needs a bit of polishing on the sides, etc. And I expect that to happen quite quickly with him. Now, would I chuck him in? Yeah, I probably would. But as I said yesterday, it would need to be around the right centre-backs. Would I chuck him in with a Warrell and a McKenna? No. Would I chuck him in with a Bolly and a Niakata? Yes, or a Felipe, etc. And the question really then is, what system are we playing? Because if it's a four, then our starting two centre-backs, subject to fitness, will always be Felipe and Niakata as the first two. If it's a three, then we'll have to see the way Cooper wants to go. But just as a quick note on Murillo, just as a quick taster, he is predominantly a left-sided centre-back. Be that on the left of a four or be that on the left of a three. So what we may see is that if he does get chucked in, let's just make that assumption for now, that he moves out onto the left, potentially near Kase goes into the middle. And then when Felipe's fit, he'd play on the right. That's probably going to be your strongest three, depending obviously on Bolly, etc. So bottom line here is Murillo is basically a red as far as I'm concerned. I see no problems at all with this deal going forward. Don't you lot say Jinx Serene in the comments, but it's fine. Trust me on this one. Get your thoughts in on Murillo down below. 
Okay, so from a player coming into another one, heavily linked, and that's Ndidi from Leicester, where Romano himself has tweeted to say personal terms are basically agreed between the player and Nottingham Forest. And the fees are still being discussed between Leicester and Forest. It's going to be like his valuation is about 20 mil. If we pay 20 mil for him, we've been absolutely ripped off. I'm not going to lie to you guys. This one is not for me. Um, if you remember back a few weeks ago, we did a video about Forest shortlist for CDMs. Sangere was the number one choice. You then had Tyler Adams in at number two. And then the third choice was Ndidi from Leicester. And that hierarchy was correct the way Forrest were looking at it because Sangere was the complete six. You had Tyler Adams, who was a really good six with slight progression in his football. And then you got Ndidi, who just does the defensive side of it well. In all honesty, he probably fits better into Cooper's system than the other two, where we're going to be playing low block football, going to be deep in our box. But what's What's worrying me about him is his recent form. In fact, not recent form. His form over the last two to three years has dipped heavily. He's very, very injury prone as well. Missed loads of games for Leicester. And the weird thing is he's come back and he's playing almost in a cam position, which I don't get at all. I don't know what's going on with their system there. Um, I even spoke to Chappie about it and he's scratching his head about why he's playing so high up when he, he's not it. That's not his position. In fact, his passing isn't that accurate as well. So some of you may argue that he'll slot right in with Nottingham Forest. Do we need a CDM? Yes, we do. But we got Santos in. Yes, that's a temporary fix on loan from Chelsea. But in my opinion, Santos is already better than Ndidi. And I would rather play Santos than Ndidi. I guess I want to ask you guys that question. Assume we get Ndidi and we got Santos which of the two would you rather start? Let me know in the comments down below. But it's just something about this. Look, obviously the happy clappers are going to come at me saying, oh, you're writing a player off before he's even got through the door, etc. No, I'm not. I'm just telling you my honest opinion on him. There are better CDMs out there. I think we've already purchased one in Santos. Yes, um, Sangare was the number one choice. Yes, it's important to have backup choices and third choices as well. But when you're getting to your third choice, it means a couple of things have clearly gone wrong in terms of the deals and negotiations. We know Sangare probably thinks as Forrest is slightly beneath him currently, so fine, move on from him. Tyler Adams is the one for me where we missed a trick. Boring Mouth picked him up for 20 mil. Forrest are bigger than Boring Mouth. I don't care. I will never, ever, ever hear otherwise on that argument. We could have hijacked that deal so easily and 20 million for him. Yes, I know he's injured, but he's in the final stages of recovery. He would have been absolutely perfect for us. And I would compare Ndidi more to Tyler Adams than I would to Sankare. They're both more so number sixes than those complete sixes, as I call them. And between the two of them, and if we're going to pay the same price that Boring Mouth pay, paid for Tyler Adams, then I'm sorry, we've got the wrong side of the deal on this one, in my opinion. Could he work? Yeah, probably. Will I back him? Of course I will. But I'm just giving my opinion on him. And, and this one doesn't excite me that much. But get your thoughts in on him in the comments down below. Okay, so those are the three main stories currently at Forest. There are a few other things, but honestly, my voice is killing me. So 
Um, just a quick reminder, show, show a little a sympathy like, if you would, if you haven't already. Um, and subscribe if you're new. There, there are a lot of talks about the outgoings. There's Froiler, who's basically kind of been told through, if you believe the reports that are coming out, that he's not really in the plans going forward. There's been no fallout or anything like that. I just think that both Forrest and him are potentially looking to move on. There's links with him going to Monza, who recently acquired Monza. Yeah, yeah, you know, you know who. So that potentially is going to happen. There's talks of getting O'Brien out, Dennis out, loads of the usual fringe players that have been discussed. And I expect to see a lot of movement in the next few days. The transfer window itself closes on Friday and it could be a busy one for Nottingham Forest. But I envisage it being more busy about players going out rather than in. We'll probably do a live stream for you guys like we do in every transfer window, take you through the last few hours of it, see what last minute deals happen. But it's going to get exciting and interesting. But the deals I expect to happen will be Jono to leave, the fringe players to leave, and then maybe a CDM and maybe one or two other players coming in because there's still Callum hudson Doy that's niggling away in the background and he still is very heavily linked to Nottingham Forest. But as always, we will keep you posted here on Forest Fan TV. I'm going to go rest my voice. Thank you so much for watching. Please don't forget to like if you haven't already. We'll see you on the next video and get all your thoughts in on those players. I'm really intrigued to see what you think on each of them, especially the Ndidi situation and the Johnson situation. We'll catch you on the next video. Come on, you Reds. Sports Social Podcast Network.